Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. Welcome to episode nine. This is where things start to get interesting. Well, I personally think the episodes one through eight were interesting, but we're going to get more detailed now. This is one of those episodes that I know, these are one of those topics that I know are going to really change how people think. They're not going to want to hear it. It's time to set the record straight. I'm going to give you the reality of fat. What you've been told most of your life is either true or partially true, but they don't give you all of the facts. But I'm going to speak in generalities because we can go in the future into a lot of depth. But again, in these beginning episodes, I want to just get out there to you the base understanding of how your body functions and what you need, how to make yourself feel better. This is one of those, not just topics, this is one of those nutrients that will change your life for good or bad. I know you've heard it your entire life. Fat's bad. All right, let's get into it. So we all know how doctors in the medical profession feel about fat. Did you know that humans have been around a very long time? Did you know they're concerned about fats, carbohydrates, fiber, water, none of this stuff? This is all recent in history. Did you know that before 1920, nobody even thought about the fact that water should be clean, food should be healthy. They just ate food and drank beverages and lived their life. So what changed? Well, I'll tell you what changed. Seed oils. After World War I, they had to figure out what to do with the lubricants that they were making for the machinery because they didn't need the machinery anymore, and yet they have created this whole source of lubrication from seeds. Even beans, which is what a peanut is. These fats were not healthy, but they didn't care. They just wanted to keep producing and chugging out all this polyunsaturated fat and telling you, you needed to consume these and not everything else. There are many photos online of the marketing campaigns by the companies making these things, these vegetable oils, claiming they're so much healthier than bacon fat, lard, suet, any other fat that we've been cooking with since the dawn of man, they need to sell this stuff at a high profit margin. It's easy for them to make. And if you don't think it's absolutely crazy how they make this stuff, because you maybe don't know that it's a huge process to make it, go online and look for videos of how they make hydrogenated oils or seed oils. It's absolutely incredible how much machinery and processing equipment that's needed. Or you could just use the fat from bacon or beef or whatever. It's so much simpler. Just pull out the animal and use it. So what's amazing, the animal produces all the fat you need. And by the way, think about it. Are you the same as cotton? Are you the same as flax? Are you the same as peanuts? How about soybeans? Are you the same as an avocado? Are you closer as a species to a cow than you are to avocado? 
So think about that for a second. So if the animal, being the cow, eats the vegetation that it eats, converts it into a fat, and we can get into all the different fats. We're not going to do that right now. We're just talking fat. It already converted it for you. So all you have to do is eat it. There's very, very little processing after that in, within your body. What do you think your body has to do to a fat, an oil, that comes from a bean or seed, sunflower, safflower, avocado, all this? What do you think your body has to do to process this? You think it just takes it and uses it? No, it doesn't. Also, the profile of those fats coming from that source are more closely related to a human than they are a plant to a human. All right, so you say, I don't want to use fat while I cook. That's fine. You don't have to, but you're not going to feel very good. We'll go more into the processing of fats and how that affects your body in the future. This is a general overview, an umbrella approach to fat. So I'll say right now, fat does not make you fat. That's not how the body works. You may have been told that a thousand times in your life, or you may think that because it sounds like like equals like. That's not true. Calories in, calories out is not true. You've been told that it's better to cook with all these oils than it is to cook with natural fats. That, by the way, you would find in nature without processing. If you want to be more natural, is it the fat that comes from an animal that's easier to use? Or is it that you have to grind and press and filter a seed oil or anything that comes from plants? Do you know how much or how many seeds it takes to make that oil? Do you plan on grinding that, pressing it, and filtering it for a year to get a gallon? I don't think so. What about the flavor? Do you think that meat tastes really good when it's fatty? Of course it does. That adds flavor. There's a quick quip I'm going to give you right now. Maybe it's a just a phrase. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. This is something I believe that no one else has said. This is purely me. This is one of my concepts. This is something that I've come up with to tell people. That is, fat keeps you alive, but cholesterol makes you healthy. Let that sink in for a second. Cholesterol makes up all of the important areas of your body. Literally all of the important areas of your body. You want to make bile to digest food? You need cholesterol. You want the myelin sheath on all your bones and your joints? You need cholesterol. You want a real healthy brain? You need cholesterol. You want to make hormones in order to literally do everything in your body? You need cholesterol. Oh, you want healthy looking skin? You need cholesterol. You want that beauty that everybody wants. It takes cholesterol and fat, larger fats. Fat is kind of like a cushion to the body. Not only does it give you moisture. How many people do you know that say, oh, my hands are dry? 
I'm going to put some water on it and rub it in. Matter of fact, what does water do to your skin? Too much? It will dry it out. Fat doesn't do that. Want nice, plump, full, smooth skin? And then you think that by going on a low-fat diet or lowering your cholesterol is going to make you look better? Not going to happen. Your immune system, because of the hormones, relies on fat, mostly cholesterol. It's a fuel source. It's the primary fuel source next to ketones. It gives you energy. Sugar is like a quick flame. Burns really fast, it's gone. Doesn't really give you all that much. Fat's like a furnace. Just keeps going and going, produces tons of heat, which is energy. I'm not talking it makes you hot. I'm just saying it makes energy and a lot of it. By the way, fat keeps you alive, like I mentioned. Why does it keep you alive? That's because you can't live without it. You literally cannot live without it more than any of the other macronutrients. You can absolutely 100% live without fiber. You do not need fiber in any form whatsoever for the body. Zero. Cholesterol keeps you alive. Fat keeps you alive. Cholesterol makes you healthy. All the little details in your life require cholesterol. Neural well-being and the quality of your body relies on, on fat. It's a fact. Then you say, well, what about a vegan? I know vegans who are super healthy. Really? Are they? I'm not saying you shouldn't be a vegan. I'm just saying, are they really that healthy? Most of them aren't. They do not get everything they need because they don't get enough fat. They would have to consume absolutely ridiculous quantities of avocado, which is the only true fat source that a vegan should be consuming. It's a ridiculous amount. It's still not enough. And it's not as bioavailable as, let's say, fat from bacon or, or beef or butter or any other animal source. It's not as complete. Much harder to digest and deal with. It has drawbacks. So let's step into a different approach. Let's talk about the integrity of cells in your body. Let's make this not super geeky. Let's just make it more well-rounded and easy to understand. Have you ever seen the show on television called Alone? If you have not seen it and you care about health or you want to really understand how the body works, then you need to watch that show. Quick premise, a bunch of people get put in the wild. They get 10 items. They can't bring any food. They can only bring things to sustain themselves as long as possible while living alone with no other people around. The first person to last the longest, the last person makes the money. They survived longer than everybody else alone. It's an intense show if you've ever done that yourself or understand what they're going through. It's brutal. Actually, I don't think people realize while watching the show how brutal that really is. Most people tap out really quickly because they can't live without people. They think they can, but they miss interaction with humans. That's an amazing thought. The people who stay have to deal with all the repercussions of eating. They can brave the cold, they can brave the wind and, and 
the circumstances, they've learned techniques to stay alive, even thrive. But there's one thing that haunts them every day, all day. It's food. Since the beginning episode of season one, this has always been the underlying theme, how to get enough nutrition in order to live longer alone than any other contestant. And guess what? Every single contestant, the one nutrient that they can't find is fat. Many of them tap out because they may have found protein. They find tons of vegetation. There's tons of vegetation to eat. I mean, they're making salads. They're doing... It's just amazing. They can't find the fat. Guess what? They actually get monitored constantly about their weight and their health parameters. And so regularly, the production staff will come in and check their health vitals and they will pull them. Every single person that goes in there loses weight because they can't find fat. Quickly, they go from whatever weight they are in great health, so on and so forth, to tapping out in three weeks or getting pulled in a month. Very, very few people last more than three months out there. The only people that last any length of time have found fat sources, which are very difficult to find. Every other person turns into a skinny mess. They look terrible. They have digestive issues. They have every ache and joint and they can't sleep. It's cold. It's just brutal. The people who found salmon, as an example, or killed an animal, which is very rare, they are pretty much normal for the most part. Their diet's a little bit restricted because there's only so much fat on an animal. It's mostly protein. So they're trying to get that fat. For many of them, they've lived on the shellfish that they could find, that they could find fat from those, you know, low tide, find a bunch of mussels, but they couldn't gather enough of them to be beneficial, just enough to barely stay alive. My point by bringing this up is there's two things that keep them going. That's general fat intake, gives them energy, they're not burning their own fat off their body, keeps them alive. The second thing is those animals eating quickly and first the most fatty areas with the most amount of cholesterol. Why? They don't even realize it. I know watching the show, they just keep saying the word fat, fat, fat over and over and over again. But really, what they're trying to find is the concentrated forms of fat because cholesterol keeps you healthy. It gives you immune system. It works your hormones. It gives you brain health. It's what keeps you healthy. I challenge anyone who says you can survive completely as a vegan in the woods by yourself. I'm going to say I've never seen it, never heard about it, never read about it. I could be wrong, but I'd really like to know what those quote-unquote vegans, maybe even vegetarian, what they're really eating. Because out in the woods, outside of modern society, 
You don't have access to avocados when you live in Alaska. Most of the planet doesn't have enough fat in the vegetation to sustain life and to sustain life very well. Show me. Email me. Comment. Whatever. Let me see. I would love to see it. All of the longest living humans on the planet consume quite a bit of fat. Some of them consume most of their diet in fat. 60-70%. They don't have disease. No disease. They feel great. And some of them are in super cold climates, others in hot climates. The Maasai are a great example. The Kukui tribe next to the Maasai is an amazing, amazing story. The Maasai, the men, drink blood, raw dairy, and eat meat. Compared to the Kukui men, they're 25 pounds more muscle. They live longer. They have more energy and zero disease. By the way, the Maasai also have perfect teeth. Perfect teeth. Perfect white, beautiful, straight. Their jaw, their palate, throat is perfectly formed because when you don't eat meat, your face changes because your jaw, your teeth, your palate will actually change. That's interesting. Think about that one. Why? So fat in your diet is what makes you feel good. It's what satiates you, what you're looking for in the food. It's flavor. Most people do not want to eat vegetables. I mean, think about it. How many people do you know in your entire life who've ever said, I can't wait to have a bowl of broccoli. That just, no one says that. Yeah, we've heard throughout our lives that you really want a salad. Well, what are you really saying? Think about that one. What do you say when you say to somebody, oh, wow, I could really use a salad right now? There's a couple of reasons. The main one that I will tell you is their body is craving sodium and potassium, and salads are a great way to get sodium and potassium. But what they're saying is they want something that's crunchy, flavorful, because you can have salad dressing on there. Their brain says, oh, I'm eating something healthy. What they're getting is seed oils, which are very unhealthy. Many side effects of seed and nut and legume oils. We'll go very geeky in that in the future. Remember, this is more umbrella and just giving you reality. The reality is, if you put a plate of broccoli or any vegetable in front of a child, he doesn't want to eat it. Put a hot dog down, boom, he'll consume that in two seconds. Burger, anything animal, he's going to kill it. Obviously, he'll kill mac and cheese. I'm simply stating vegetable, vegetation, kids don't want it. Why? Because nobody wants to eat it. Terrible. Tastes terrible. But you take broccoli and put a whole bunch of nacho cheese on it or melted cheese, whatever, and the kid will eat it. Why? Because cheese technically is an animal product. Obviously, liquid cheese is not, but they don't know the difference. I think, generally speaking, that most adults don't really like vegetables either. We can put the asparagus on with our filet mignon, but really, we want to kill the baked potato and the steak. We don't give a crap about the vegetable. Why do you say that, Eric? Because what's the first thing you cut up when you get that plate? 
it's not the vegetable. You move the vegetable off to the side. So you get this steak with mashed potatoes or something fun to eat. And they lay those asparagus over top of the the, the steak and the potatoes. It looks all pretty and everything. Got the green on there. The first thing you do is you move the asparagus away out of the way and you cut into your steak. Some people go to the potatoes first. Whatever. Point is, you're not eating that asparagus first. You're not like, I can't wait to dive into asparagus. If you go to a barbecue, your friend's house, let's say, you're like, oh man, it smells so good. Yeah, nobody's like, oh wow, that asparagus on the grill just smells amazing. Nobody's doing that. It, I'm just picking on asparagus right now. It can be any vegetable. Most of the time, meat's gone first. Then the fun foods as well. And the last thing to remain at a barbecue is left for leftovers is vegetables. Salad. Things that are, quote-unquote, you've always been told, quote-unquote, healthy. The problem with most vegetables, they do not contain fat. Therefore, you cannot live on them. They just do not sustain life. All living larger animals, like humans, require fat. You can produce a little bit of fat in your body, but you really need much more. It's very difficult to produce the amount you need. You just can't do it. But if fat is so essential to life, why are you told that is bad for you? If you told somebody in the year 1200 that the food that they were eating at the time was very unhealthy and you were going to die of a, of a heart attack from heart disease or any number of quote-unquote diseases were told, he would laugh at you. And what you would do is you would pull that animal food away from him and you would slide in a, a plate of kale and broccoli, asparagus, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, carrots. And you say, you really should be eating these because they're more healthy. He's going to laugh at you. He's going to say, that's what my animals eat. For most of the history, there wasn't a lot of vegetables eaten. It's mostly animal foods. Why? Because they're healthy. The animal foods have fat. And you need lots of fat in your life. Fat that you eat does not get transferred and put into fat cells. No matter what you've been told, that is so far from the truth, it's not even funny. That is not how the human body works. If that were true, if, that were true, that would mean, well, I ate a Snickers bar and the Snickers molecules got put into the Snickers depository organ in my body. Really? Your body breaks everything down into its smallest components, hopefully. If you eat gluten, if you eat, you know, foods that contain gluten, then you have leaky gut from the lectins. And therefore, yes, Food will pass right through your gut into your bloodstream and everything else because you just penetrated the first mechanism to keep you from getting sick. It's ridiculous to think that if you eat fat, that it goes straight through the stomach lining, the intestines, and right into the blood, and then that gets put into fat cells. That's not how it works. As a matter of fact, that's what carbohydrates do. If you've never learned that concept, guess what 
we're talking about real soon in podcasts coming up. The people around the world that live the longest or the healthiest consume a lot of fat and all animal fat. But Eric, there are fats in these plant foods and why wouldn't they be good for us? Well, first the body attacks them. So something like polyphenols, we will get into anti-nutrients in the future as well, like I had talked about earlier. Polyphenols are plant cholesterols. You absorb those and then the body doesn't like them. It prefers animal cholesterol over plant cholesterol. The body actually will attack polyphenols. But Eric, there's so many articles written and I'm told I need the polyphenols from red wine and, and all these vegetables and everything should be colorful on my plate. Okay. Any science to back that up? Legit science? And just as many people that you can tell me benefit from taking those, I can show you there's people, if they eat those, they die. Polyphenols are not well used by the body, and in most cases, the body will attack it. It prefers animal cholesterol. It wants animal cholesterol. Remember, this episode is an umbrella. This is not I'm not getting into the weeds here with all the data. We will do those future. We're just setting the standard of the basics right now so you understand the human body. Let's touch on really quickly the differences. So you've heard a lot about omega-3s. You've heard a lot about omega-6s. Maybe even heard about omega-9s. EPA, DHA. There's lots of different types of fats. The main one are the ones I just listed. Those are the ones you hear about a lot. Omega-6 in the wrong form coming from plants is detrimental. It's a whole thing with double bonds, double carbon bonds, etc. We'll get into that in the future. For now, you want to limit your omega-6s from plants, but you do not have to eliminate or lower or even be worried about the omega-6s from animals. Now, if you're sensitive to chicken or turkey, something like that, pork, well, those omega-6s, and they're high on those, those omega-6s that you're sensitive to are probably from a less quality animal. So they produce a lot of omega-6s that aren't really good quality and a large amount. So ruminant animals being beef, deer, mutton, lamb, elk, buffalo, the ones that eat grass, and they can eat grains too, but mostly eat grass, and then ferment that grass, and then chew it again, and they basically tear apart that vegetation and break it down so far, and then reabsorb everything that's in it, and make the best meat you can eat. Pigs don't do that. Chickens don't do that. Turkey, fish, none of these animals do this. Only ruminant animals. So ruminant animals make the best meat with the best fatty profiles. Super healthy. The best superfood is red meat. The fatty red meat is superfood. It literally has every single nutrient that you require as a human. Eric, that's not true. 
They say there's no vitamin C in red meat. Uh, no, wrong. They will put an asterisk there that says they haven't tested for it. It's absolutely there, and it's in a living form, better than the living form of vitamin C in an orange, which vitamin C and glucose, sugar, are almost identical, and so the glucose and the vitamin C compete for absorption, so they cancel themselves out. And that's true for most nutrients in your vegetation. It all cancels each other out. Anti-nutrients are just what they are. They're anti. Well, we've covered a lot of different areas in the fats. Omega-3s, omega-6s, omega-9s from different sources. So what about fish? Fish is great if you're not sensitive to it. A lot of people don't realize they don't do well with fish. So you got to be careful. Where does the fish come from? Usually not in very good areas. Smaller the fish, usually the cleaner. Larger the fish, has eaten more fish, everything's concentrated. Your salmon should always come from wild, caught, and usually very northern areas. You never want Atlantic or farm-raised. Do you need fat supplements like omega-3, 6, and 9s? in a pill form, in a liquid. No, most of those are rancid. They have changed their chemical structure. They are not healthy. They're oxidized. The fats that come from your animal sources, like, or even a chicken breast, there's a small amount, but let's just say you got it from that, or shrimp, or fish, or something. Anything that's living, the fats contained in there are still viable. They have not been oxidized. The only fats that could be oxidized are on the surface where the oxygen can actually touch them. That's why fish smells like, well, you know, fish is because the oils have been oxidized and they've gone rotten. You don't get that with meat from ruminant animals, pigs, poultry, these kind of things. Takes a while. So what about dairy? If you can handle dairy and you're not a, you don't have an issue with it, even just lactose, doesn't matter. People can be allergic to lactose as well as the proteins. The fats in, by the way, just as a side note, the fats in milk are quite large. Proteins are a little bit more difficult to digest compared to goat milk. So if you want to feed an infant milk and you can't produce it yourself, you want to go with goat. Goat first, okay? Or you go to cow. It's much more difficult, more sugar. It's just much more difficult for the for the baby to handle. But goat's milk, the fats are smaller. It's easy to digest. Dairy for some people can be very easy on the gut. Other, it's not so easy. There are different types of proteins, A1, A2, etc. The basic idea is with dairy and you want to consume it for fat and protein, go for it. One of my personal favorites is heavy cream especially if you can get it as minimally processed as possible, which means zero or extremely low amounts of pasteurization. Even natural dairy, completely raw, which has the enzymes, some people still have a hard time with it. So maybe dairy isn't the best option for you. Then just eliminate it. You don't really need it. As a side note, one of the reasons why people think dairy is so good, and we're going to discuss this in the future, but 
dairy has a type of morphine in it. Your body sees it as morphine, so you feel good. You crave it. it makes you feel amazing. You get addicted to dairy. One of the reasons is not just the lactose and the sugar, but you're addicted because you don't realize it contains a type of morphine. So you become a drug addict, and your, your drug is dairy. I think if you're fine with dairy and it doesn't affect your digestion or create weird moods for you and you don't have cravings constantly to consume large amounts of dairy, then I think it's good for you and it's totally fine. It absolutely has to be organic, without a doubt. Cannot do any non-organic dairy sources. Grass-fed dairy, much better. The fat profile, by the way, for animals that are grass-fed is better. Is it absolutely 100% essential to have a grass-fed animal? There are great aspects about it, but it's not absolutely necessary. Depends on where you're at in your health journey. If you are beginning to start eliminating vegetation and you're going more of a carnivore-style diet, then don't worry about it so much in the beginning. Later on, you can dial that in. Sometimes, depending on the animal, may not say organic, but it is, like buffalo. They they're all grass-fed, grass-finished. Normal meat, regular beef, is actually grass-fed 80% of its life and usually 20% grain. So technically, it's mostly grass-fed. They fatten it up with the grain later. But they're not going to spend a lot of money on grains when they can just let the cows go eat the grass, which is free. So there's a lot of nomenclature and a lot of ideas and thoughts and people's opinions. And then there's the real deal. Even when farmers feed their cattle feed that's not grass, there's a whole lot of things in that food. It's not just giving them oats. There are vitamins and minerals and all kinds of things added so that, that it's a perfect profile. Does it mean it's the healthiest thing they can do compared to grass? It's probably not. Is it a big deal? Not a big deal. Can you consume grass-fed meat, dairy, free-range chickens and stuff? all the time, constantly? Probably not. If you switch it up and you go half and half, that's better than eating crappy food. Basic idea is the better quality animal foods that you can afford or get are better. They're better. The fats are better. They're better utilized. They're more healthy for every aspect of your body. They taste better. No one can tell me that margarine tastes better than real butter. You're not anybody that tells me that or says, I don't need animal foods. I'm fine with just pure vegetation. Yeah, I have known a lot of vegans and vegetarians. I used to be both a vegetarian and a vegan. And we were, we and most of those type of people are always looking for substitute foods to remind them of meat. Very few people are true vegetarian or true vegan. I know vegans. I've met vegans my whole life that were wearing leather shoes. They call themselves a vegan and they're wearing Doc Martin boots. Really? True vegan has zero to do with anything that could possibly be involved with an animal. Basically, all clothing is cotton. That cotton had to be not plowed or an animal involved. You would have to research every single thing in your life. So many things that it would be impossible to be a true vegan. 
so many vegans that will use honey. You're not a vegan. I'm not downing vegans. I don't care if you want to be a vegan. I'll help you be the best vegan you can be. If you truly believe that you can serve vegetation and non-animal products, I'll help you. Matter of fact, we'll do a full podcast on it. Start to finish, best way to be a vegan, best way to be a vegetarian. I've been there. I've done it. There's new science on it. Most of it is not good. Okay, enough of that. Fat keeps you alive. Cholesterol keeps you healthy. Think about your sources. How much of these are you getting? Not going to make you fat. If you would clean up other foods in your life that create inflammation and make you fat, lose body fat. The reason why you're thinking, well, if I eat animal fats, it makes me fat. It's not the animal fat that's making you fat. It's the carbohydrates. It's the sugars. Pull those out. Replace those with healthy animal foods. Just take that pendulum and swing it a little bit. And you see how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Email me. Eric, all I did was change 30% of my diet. I got rid of 30% of the carbohydrates and sugar and fiber, vegetation, and added more meat. I feel better. You will. I guarantee you I will get those emails. Guaranteed. The very few times that it might say, I don't feel better. Well, maybe you emailed me too soon. A week is not enough. Most people that change their diet and go more animal-based are quick and it's sustainable for a long period of time. Anyway, this is probably the most polarizing topic in all of health is fat. Saturated fat's bad for you, Eric. My doctor said, this person said it, the news, the magazines, the websites. Okay, we know. They pound it into our head constantly. Do you really think all of those sources don't have an agenda? Really? I want you to take that saturated fat theory and go find an Eskimo north of Alaska and say, hey, just want to let you know, saturated fat's bad for you. You can't eat all this meat and flesh and all this salmon and all these. You can't eat all this. You're going to get sick. You're going to have a heart attack. And he says, what are you talking about? Every one of my family lives to be 120 years old with no diseases or problems at all. They wish that they could just pass away because they're tired of living after that amount of time. That's the reality. The blue zones all contain a lot of fat in their diet. None of the longest living people with the least health conditions are vegan, vegetarian, and live on vegetation. Carbohydrates, sugar, grains, beans, they don't do it. Eric, yes, that's... That is, that's not true. The Okinawans eat lots of black beans and seaweed. No, they don't. And before the wars, they didn't. They lived on mostly pork, wild boar. It wasn't until after the war where we stole and ate all of their animals. They had to live on vegetation, and they're not near as healthy as they were previous to World War II. If you don't believe me, look it up. There's nothing really wrong with pork if the pork is raised properly. It's very healthy. Eggs, very healthy. You don't understand, Eric. I'm allergic to eggs. Well, it's probably the egg white, not the yolk. The yolk is what you want. The egg 
white is mostly protein and some water and other things, but the egg is really where it's at. You're, you're not going to be allergic to the egg yolk. Oh yeah, a whole lot of cholesterol saturated fat. Why is that? Because it creates an animal. You don't create animals from polyphenols. You're never going to see a chicken become a chicken from an egg that's made out of asparagus. So here we are, lots of different topics, lots of different ways to make people upset and really mad at me, but you really don't have the science. Let's look up the science. Let's talk about it. There are zero studies showing that saturated fat in animal foods cause disease. It's actually the opposite. And all you have to do is look into history. The history has it. Throughout history, people ate animal foods and thrived. No disease, no symptoms, no sicknesses from those symptoms. For the last hundred years, everything's gone towards plant-based foods and all the problems really became rampant. This is just a primer and overview of the concept of eating fat. Fat in your diet from foods, fat in your body that you've created from eating nutrients that will help create that. Hopefully it helps you understand that the most essential nutrient you can get in your diet is fat. I would argue it's fat, not protein. That's a whole podcast right there. But I will tell you, on that show alone, people got a lot of protein, some of them. They still had very serious health issues and had to quit. The people that had the fat didn't quit. They didn't have to. Some of them, it's only a few that could actually get that far because they were that good. But some of them literally got pulled because the show was over. And they, were, they said, I could go many more months like this. Matter of fact, I don't want to leave. You have to look at fat differently than you have ever. Protein by itself is dry. Fiber is dry. Carbohydrates are dry. Fat is not dry. If you want a dry, shriveled body, stop eating fat. If you don't like bile to digest your food, and you want wrinkles, and no energy, and a shriveled brain, among other million other myriad things, stop eating fat. Don't do enough of it. Or eat the wrong kinds. That's the seed oils and the bean oils. Those are terrible for you. We will talk more in the future about the omega-6 polyunsaturated seed oils and bean oils. We'll get into more depth. Right now, I just want you to get the umbrella approach of get more fat from animals, quit worrying about the fats from vegetation. You will be much better off. You'll feel better. You'll look better. You won't get sick as much or at all. You'll lose weight. Your strength will increase. You'll lose body fat and look like the way you want to look. The science is there. We'll go over it. By the way, pain, inflammation, all goes down, if not completely gone. Like I said, a very well-respected endocrinologist, and she puts her female clients on a stick of butter a day, and they have no menstrual pain. No pain, female-wise, at all. It's all gone. Menopause situations, gone. It's amazing. But you're worried about getting fat in your diet, but all your pain, inflammation, your life is better. Then when you do that kind of fat, you lose weight. 
So not only do you look better, you feel better and the pain's gone. I don't know why someone would say, oh, but all of that might be true. But my health provider said, cholesterol, many of those providers don't give a crap what you're doing in your diet when they see that all those numbers went down too because you consumed much more cholesterol and fat and you feel good, look good, you've lost weight, your energy's through the roof, you sleep better, your sex drives up, you never get sick. Most of those providers say, keep doing what you're doing. They don't want to know because they know the truth. All right, that was the last rant of this. This has gone on an hour. I'm so sorry this was a long one, but this is, we're talking about fat. I mean, this is a big one, right? I can't just throw this out in 10 minutes. I mean, I could, but it would be super boring. Maybe I bored you already. It's a wonderful subject. And when you really understand how fat works in the body, you realize I will not survive without it and you will not be healthy without it. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. All right, we're out. This is another foundational episode. I hope you found that interesting. I'm just touching the surface in these beginning podcasts just to kind of give an overview. And then later, we'll really dive in. I'm going to keep them simple because that's the whole point is I want you to have fun with this and see this in your mind's eye. I want you to understand your body and what it takes to be healthy and feel good. It's easy to throw out a whole bunch of nerdy mumbo jumbo and long words, crazy sentences and molecules and all this stuff. I think that's fun in its own way for people like me who care about things like that. But for the majority of people, you just want to know basically how things work. This is what I want to do for you. I want you to see yourself, your body, who you are, and get excited about it and know how to heal yourself and feel good. That's what this whole thing is about. I want to give you the reality of your health. What's real? How to know what's real? By giving you the foundation, then you'll know in the future, does this of what I heard correlate with what Eric was talking about in episode one through whatever? If it doesn't, then I would say you really should think about it. Those are fringe things. But if you can back those things up with real life scenarios, and wow, wait till I give you some real life scenarios. It's going to blow your mind. But they're all rooted in, okay, let's say it, science. But it's anecdotal as well. It's people's testimonies. You're going to be amazed in the things that you hear. How is it possible? How did these people get healed? It's amazing. Sometimes they didn't do anything, just got healed. Other times they did the diligent effort and got healed. Everything in between. Let's keep this something that's understandable, something that you can learn from in the future and stay with and have a good idea. Cares if it's 5-hydroxyestradiol. Who cares what it's called? Doesn't matter. Those are those sound amazing and, oh, he's so smart. He knows what he's talking about with all these great long words. It doesn't matter. I can give you all of that, but it's going to bore you to death and you're not going to understand the bigger picture. Your health is about making progress and getting better. You have other things in your life. This 
podcast is to help you feel better, understand where you are, where you're going to go in an easy way to understand it. That's the whole point. It's the reality. I'm going to dispel myths in the future. Oh boy, are we going to go after the myths? Oh, let me tell you, there are many, and I'm not talking just in natural health either. There are many myths that we're going to get into that's going to blow your mind. We're fun stuff, really interesting things, but you'll know strategy and concepts of health, the reality of those, and those will give you the results you're looking for and for the rest of your life. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.